0: welcome to in conversation i am your host Brett rogers okay guys so the following podcast was recorded over this last weekend in johannesburg where i was invited to hang out at the goliath gaming headquarters so gghq the first thing to say is that Goliath are amazing. I had an amazing time, their hospitality and enthusiasm for what they do is absolutely infectious. Um, I was welcome from the beginning until I left. I was fed, I was offered game time, I was offered help, I was. it was just brilliant. And uh, they hosted me at, um, at the FIFA tournament that they were playing in. So what you'll hear is a series of clips from a variety of people. There are a number of sound challenges along the way, whether it's rain, door slamming, windscreen wipers, ice clinking, or gamers shouting. But I assure you, it's a really interesting podcast. So first up, you'll hear from Michele Brondani, who's the founding member of Goliath Games. Michele will be your guide into the world of gaming, and more specifically, esports. Following that, you'll hear from players, Julio Bianchi, or The Beast, Tabo Molloy, Young Savage. We'll hear from coach of the team, Zulu Brew, or Tools, and um, Supersport and Bafana midfielder and Goliath Gaming team member Jamie Weber. Stepping away from Goliath boys, you'll hear from Nsaks and his father Helmet, who has taken on the role of a tiger dad and is raising Nsaks to be one of the best Fever gamers in the world. Uh, BT dubs the competition that we went to, he landed up finishing extremely highly and was a feared member. After that, it's Bregan Pelé, better known as Headshot Hustle, who he has been a staple, uh, staple esports photographer for about four years. And finally, do not miss this. I talked to Mandla Mkatswa, who runs a gaming team from Soweto with next to nothing. He looks after 32 kids on a daily basis with absolutely nothing. Mandla's details are in the pod notes. Please do what you can, donate gear, donate money and support this young man doing big, big things. If you hear the sound bite, the game's broken, you'll know that you're about to hear the next clip. All right, I hope you enjoy the show. The
1: game's broken yearsports
0: okay late edit late edit so i'm just popping this in in the intro because um i I got a fantastic series of uh voice notes from stephen Vermas who is a honors psychology student at uh, and is the um, psychologist coach and uh, various other roles for goliath gaming um I've um, put his answers at the very end of the podcast. We've got a nice little Easter egg for you. Um, It's about 30 minutes of Stephen chatting about his role at Goliath Games um, and about the psychology of gaming in general. Um, It's an incredibly interesting uh, interview. I didn't want to cut it up, so I've left it um, the full length of Stephen's answers. Um, He had a few issues with... Um, sound, but don't we all? I think this uh, entire podcast was a challenge in sound, but um, a really enjoyable one. So um, with that, uh, enjoy the show. Yeah, some games are super
2: addictive, man.
0: I'm sure they are.
2: Yeah, so I I actually stopped playing games. Obviously, um, things got too busy. And so when we first started the gaming organization, it was myself and my partner. He was one of the best in Counter-Strike. I was one of the best in Dota and uh, we played for about I think the first year of Goliath Gaming and um, there after things got too busy in the background and we had mm. to actually just start managing all the players. Uh, we got to about 20 players so we kind of needed to uh, start managing them so we both stepped aside into the managerial roles and uh, yeah we kind of recruited players and
0: um, how do you feel about yeah,
2: that? Um, I feel good I'm getting a lot done very productive <laughs> <laughs> so I'm actually sitting with seventeen thousand hours in Dota yeah I do consider myself um, one of the best support players in the country, um, but yeah, it needed to be done, man. What's so a support player? Support player is basically um, the guy that puts ward, the wards that gives you vision. Uh, he protects your your farmers, the carries, the guys that get the last hits, get all the money and get the big items and win you the game pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So I pretty much make sure those guys are good. There's uh, about three of them on the team out of the five. And um, yeah, man. Back but it's 17,000 uh, hours hey. yeah, yeah yeah so I, a lot more
0: time on your hands exactly <laughs> so I, I
2: actually haven't touched the game for it's actually nearing three months now so I used to still play Dota every now and then not competitively but um, yeah, I got to a point where I'm sitting there and in the back of my head I'm thinking back, like I can actually be getting so much done oh wow so yeah I just kind of went cold turkey and yeah I've actually stopped playing for about three months now yeah
0: um, all games. Or all
2: games. Yeah, all games. Yeah. yeah.
0: Wow.
2: I played a TD the other day actually. Tower defense. Yeah. It's very chilled, very quick. You just pretty much build towers, and then at the start of every round, like uh, monsters come, and your opponents can send you stronger monsters, and your towers have to kind of kill them. So that's uh, a very chilled game, not time-consuming but at to all. Gets
0: you uh, hooked in. And no, no, no. Exactly up. that.
2: Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my partner still plays Dota, even though he's a counter-strike player. Yeah. He flipping loves Dota, Yeah, <laughs> so yeah.
0: man, it's such an interesting uh dynamic. Yeah. That, that's that's a part of like why I don't want to get into games. Because <laughs> I already I already waste most of my time watching Star Trek. Is it eh? Yeah, so <clears throat> that's my current commitment. <laughs> that's <laughs> my fair. current commitment. So. And
2: it's enough time uh, yeah.
0: The game's in years force.
2: One of our fifa players julio the beast he basically uh, won the last Bravado gaming tournament so he'll be going there today to defend his title get and, some winnings uh, yeah yeah and uh, he's gonna have some c- tough competition in the form it's of just our just other players order. is it is that sugar yeah sorry man All right. so yeah defending um, champion defending nice. champion for the bravado gaming events and yeah it's what gonna be mo- uh, what
0: kind of what's the prize money today
2: Prize money is uh, it's a small one. It's fifteen thousand. 15, fifteen. So it's five thousand for first place, okay. and then uh, it drops down like three, two, and then I think they, they pay out till sixteenth place. Bravado Gaming like doing that um, yeah. just so that it's not the top that's three nice, usual nice. people. Yeah. I, I like it. I like it. Also
0: it. encourages more comp- uh, like uh, involvement, right? Correct, well, hundred percent. So
2: most people kind of avoid uh, entering certain tournaments if they know the bigger teams are going to be there because um, they can't assume yeah. they have no chance. Yeah. So um, when you do pay up to top 16, you can at least, you know, uh, join the tournament, have some fun, play with uh, the high-played uh, played names, and actually come out with something, you know? Mm. Whether it's um, the money you use to purchase the ticket or a little bit extra, like, yeah, it's very nice.
0: Wow. And, and so there must be like, it's a shit out of tournaments, because so, that's, that's not much money for somebody to survive on.
2: Correct. Especially yeah. Winning, right? So uh, a lot of the other tournaments, the bigger ones are for a lot more. Like Comic Con last year, um, it was about four five hundred thousand rand um, total, and uh, our Dota guys came out with two hundred and twenty thousand wow. for coming first.
3: Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. First, yeah. So we
2: actually we won Comic Con last year for Dota. Uh, we won Rage wow. as well for Counter Strike. We had a very very successful twenty nineteen year with regards to results. Wow. Yeah, we pretty awesome. much won. Um, all the big tournaments for Dota. Um, I wouldn't say most for CS, so we, you know, we finished second in a few of them. It was super, super close and unfortunate, uh, especially two overseas opportunities, one to go to Germany and one to go to China. Uh, we came second, both of them, and, and yeah, just came short. Oh, what a pity, man. Yeah, but this year is different. Um,
0: but what do, you, what do you put your <coughs> success down to um, in
2: 2019? I would say us having the best talent. Um, our management structure. We literally, we I think with any team in the country that actually meets up once a month, uh, discusses what's happening within the company or in the teams. Um, we discuss how we can do everything better, what our goals are, and um, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh. I imagine the, the um, you know that like cross training <clears throat> essentially that you're doing is also extremely helpful, like the meditation, sure, the definitely, yoga, definitely, the running, the physicality, is, is essential. The game's broken year's
2: So we've actually got a team uh, psychologist. But yeah, uh, he pretty much brings the guys through here. We sit on the couch and we meditate for about a good hour. Um, and then we hit a yoga session at the end of the boot camp. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Wow. So we've actually we've implemented a physical element to our training recently where um, we wake up every, nine, uh, every morning at nine, get a stretch done. We take a run around the estate. Um, we come back. Uh, we do a bit of circuit training with some weights and then uh, we have breakfast together. Everything as a team, uh, just so that yeah, there's a lot of synergy in and outside of the game.
1: The game's broken yes, boys. It
3: was the first LAN tournament for the year, gents. 1st offline event or what? Yep. That's nice. That's nice. Next stop, victory. <laughs> I'm very keen to see the gents in action there, me too.
0: Alright, so I'm going to do a light introduction over here. I'm uh, sitting in uh, the Goliath Games vehicle with um, a champion. Champion, what's your name? <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Did you forget your <laughs> name, dog? Beast! This is, uh, you, you're not worried about the pressure, but you don't know your name. God nah. damn,
4: beast. Good morning, my name is Julio Bianchi, and I go by the nickname The Beast. And I'm sitting here with...
5: Good morning, my name is Tabo muloy and I go by the name Young Savage.
0: And... Black Emma, you know what it is. And finally, the manager, co-manager of the team, Michele. But Mikel is busy at the Good morning. security.
2: Morning, how are you, man? Good. Awesome. Enjoy you there, guys.
0: Cheers, man. So, gentlemen, this is going to be a um, <laughs> a um, ad hoc podcast. Just so you know. Um, right. If any of you need to uh, tell me to be quiet and uh, you need to focus on your game, let me know. But uh, I just wanted to touch base with you guys and, you know, we're heading off to the FIFA tournament. Um, what's the, what's the vibe that we can expect over there?
3: Pretty much that's going to be at the BVD bunker at Mavericks, um, at the top uh, floor on the right. BVD have just, uh, sort of created that new project inception last year, but it's uh, quite a nice environment for the players, uh, just to operate themselves. Um, I'm not too sure about the footfall that's going to be there uh, due to the weather, but the I mean the numbers have been confirmed, all the groups with their most players definitely going to show up to try and win their piece of that prize ball. So it's going to be a competitive first event for the year for the lads.
0: I'm pretty sure they're keen to get some W's up in their belts. Sure. I need to know whether you've been a shoutcaster in the past because that was a beautiful introduction. <laughs> <laughs> now that you mention it? Uh, now that you actually mentioned it, yeah, actually I'm a shoutcaster
3: for a different title that's called Counter Shark Global Defence. Yeah, pretty much I uh, casted the whole of last year, so pretty much, uh, yeah, I got the hang of this. It rolls off the tongue like, the, you know, the rivers of the Babylon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so we, it's, it's FIFA, right? So you're going to be playing football uh, primarily, or only football, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, how does it work? Like, what's, uh, what's the vibe when you...
4: So uh, the format will be about 40 participants, eight groups of five. And uh, on this day specifically, they will be allowing four people to go through four out of the five, and that will lead to a round of 32 after the group. So top four advances, first spot, first position place, the guy that came fourth and second place third. So after round of 32, we will obviously advance to the round of 16 and quarterfinal semis up until the
0: final. So you won last year. Yeah. Um, 2019 champion. Um, what kind of, uh, are you expecting... Uh, Kind of heavy competition, or are you uh, fairly confident of another victory?
4: Uh, uh, I expect uh, competition every tournament. Whether I've won it or whether I'm just competing, you know, the guys, uh, everyone competing. Yeah, they all want to be the best. You know, they all want to make themselves proud. And for me, the main competitor is myself. I don't mind losing a game. I don't mind losing a tournament. But as long as I can stay, uh, stay uh, confident in my own gameplay and stick to what I know and what I believe in and keep on improving my own game, I know what will benefit me in the future.
0: What about yourself? What's your expectations for the day? Or your, what are your goals for the day?
5: I'm just hoping to make it out of the groups. That's the first thing. Then, like, gonna get into the knockouts, then I'll take it from there, I guess.
1: Is FIFA your game of choice? FIFA? Yeah. Yes, I love FIFA. I love football. <laughs> I mean, like, I always played football with my friends and I wanted... Like, when I was younger, I wanted to be a footballer, actually, but then, like, I did not play FIFA until, until, like, a certain, then I started focusing on football, and I played football until I was in grade seven. Then I stopped just to focus on FIFA full-time, but...
0: So yeah. you've actually gone from real-world football to online football. Yes. You're still a footballer, bro. Nah. Except okay. now you're a manager, now you're in charge of the whole team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, of None of that single-player nonsense. <laughs>
2: Julio was actually used to be a
0: professional footballer, Jules. Yeah. yeah really who'd
4: you play with? Who'd, who'd you who'd play with? with? Four. Four. Yeah. Uh, I used to play for top-top teams in Cape Town. I used to play for S under 13 back then also. Used to play in the under-13 World Cup in Norway. Uh, yeah, I've been playing football since I was six years old. Uh, that was actually my real goal and it led me to, to the esports scene because I, I love for football. I, I was only born for that, nothing else.
0: Born for football? Born for football. Beautiful. I'm not
4: a handy man. I'm nothing. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm a Ah, <laughs> 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 That's what I like to hear. I'm a player. Uh-huh. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> and a winner.
4: And a winner, of course. I'm a
0: champion. So, uh, I'm sorry for like pushing on these things, but I, I'm, I'm interested in, um, you know, so you're the, you're the champ of this, and where do you rank, say, in South Africa, in FIFA? And in, 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 do you look at it that way? Or do you look at it globally? How do you look at your ranking?
4: I'm the best he's
0: the I'm best <laughs> I'm kidding <laughs> no no, no uh,
4: you know uh, in SA I, I consider myself top top two top three yeah overall I think we have there's uh, one guy in on Xbox that is he's young as well he's fantastic I like the way he plays it. and obviously Tarbo as well Tarbo won VS Gaming the biggest tournament uh, in South Africa last last year so in uh, 2018 I think and uh, yeah so I think us three we, we're at the same level you know it's on any given day, anyone can beat anyone. So yeah, I, I consider myself top three in South Africa. Games broken years How do you guys think Jamie's going to do? Now he's going to do like well, pretty good, eh? Jamie's, he's fantastic. I promise you, that guy can beat anyone on his day. Word on the street is that he beat you two weeks ago at it was. Who? Jamie. he beat me once, yeah. <laughs> in a friendly. That's friendly. But now he can play. He can compete. I uh, and the more, I, the only thing is mixed. He just doesn't have a lot of time to practice a lot because he's always on the road. The game's broken.
0: He's sports. All right, uh, J- I'm here with Jamie Weber, uh, superstar footballer and also gamer extraordinaire. So uh, Jamie is part of the Goliath Gaming team, and. Um, so I just want to know from you, uh, Jamie. Sorry I'm being quiet here because the other guys are playing. But, um, you know, what's your relationship with gaming? Why do you love gaming so much?
6: Um, I love it because I, when I first got my PlayStation, I started playing and I think I, I enjoyed it so much that I became addicted to it because everybody says I'm addicted to it. And like as a footballer, I'm, um, as, a, as a person that I am, I'm not an outgoing person. I like to be indoors. So to keep myself busy, I'm always playing PlayStation. So normal,
0: a normal footballer would be the partying type, but I'm not that type. I'd rather play games, yeah. So uh, I w- you, have, you have to have a lot of mental strength in both football and in, in gaming. Um, do you find they, they help each other? Um, sometimes,
6: yes, yes. Okay, more more um, the, the, the football in real life helps with gaming because it helps to read the play and to, um, not always that the game does what you want, but it helps with the play. But with w- the other way around, um, gaming doesn't help football, my football much. Because it's just to waste time basically, because on a normal day, I would go to training in the morning and um, and then I'll be home by like 12 and
0: then I'll just play from there. So do you, do you want, I, I know you want to have a professional football career, how do you feel about a professional esports career? Um,
6: I wish I could, but I can't because there's not enough time for me to play that. Because, like this tournament, all tournaments are, m- are mostly on a Saturday, and that's when we play. And we most of the time, like every second week, we're playing away from home, which is somewhere else in South Africa. So we're always traveling, and I'm never home. It's like most of the time when, I, when, it's, when it's needed to be, when I needed to be at home. And I don't think I'll become like the best because I've got a friend that's the best. I think for me he's the best player in South Africa. Who's the? It's Julio Bianchi, the beast Bianchi. Yeah. So um, basically for me I do enjoy it and I would, if I could, become a pro. Um, but unfortunately my football career came first so...
0: I have to stick with that, and that's what plays the bills. <laughs> nice, bro. Final question: What's your what's your best team in the world? What who do you support? I support Manchester United. Ah, <laughs> I need to cut this interview very short. Very short. I'm a Liverpool fan. Oh, okay, but. You know, I have had thirty I've had thirties thirty years of saying this is my yes, season. That's what yes, yes. I was
6: about to say. No, I think Liverpool deserves to win the league this year. Definitely. One hundred I'm full full behind Manchester United, but Liverpool's been playing the best football. I
0: know. I know. Yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. So, thanks so much, no, brother. No and best of luck with your career man. Thank
1: you. Awesome. The game's broken years,
0: So um, I'm here with Mix and we're busy watching. About five of his players playing in the in like in the final rounds, um, and I'm getting all excited and wanting to shout. Come on, Jamie! Come on, Tubs! How, how do you handle this? Like, what is your way of supporting your players in these moments?
2: <laughs> Often, uh, I honestly trust in them. They they know if better than myself. So, um, yeah, if they are down every now and then, I do just uh, tell them it's not over yet. Uh, you've got a lot of time. Just keep calm. But uh, most of the time, I just chill back,
0: let them do their thing, um, and they usually come out on top. To be honest, yeah, I'm, I'm here and I'm like, when well, he's like, "Go, Jamie, go, Jamie, come on, buddy!" Second half, but he's a, he's like a footballer, so you can almost like f- think that he might dig that. Yeah, but definitely. I'm so scared with um, with Tabs to Tabs say, Tabs. "Come on, Tubs!" No, looks I'm like pretty, he's just focused. I'm pretty sure all our guys um, they
2: um, they love the the support behind them. I'm pretty sure it drives them as well when they hear their name being shouted or you know. Yeah, I know Julia, uh, yeah, he does, He gets a lot of drive from you know hearing shouts and stuff like that. So this is where we needed our CS guys, but unfortunately, uh, they went to go collect screens quickly. <laughs> CS
0: guys, come now, come to the party, boys. We need you, James. Well, um, I know Julio needs some support, so I'm gonna go there and uh, disturb him.
1: The game's broken, years,
7: Okay, uh, you know what happened? Um, in 99, uh, I started playing games, FIFA 99, in that time, I was a uh, hot, I was playing like, you know, but in that moment there were no competition, you know. So like, um, he was born during, he sees me playing in 2000, I was playing FIFA. So in 2005, wow, he was great, he was the, great. yeah, he was great. So the first tournament he plays, ne? He, take a, he, take a, uh, he take everything. So I started, you know what, these guys need a support. So I must make sure that uh, I must always give him what is important, especially in gaming, because I know gaming. And that moment I was using PC, and the PC, you know, is very expensive, especially in terms of of of, 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 um, of, of, of FIFA, you know. So until now, we are here to competing to everyone, and uh, they're feeling pain.
0: And tell me, Tux, about your. What are your
8: goals in gaming? What are your, what are your aspirations? Like, I want to be the like best player in South Africa. That's what I want to have from the day I started playing FIFA. Uh, I want to represent South Africa as a player of South Africa, as a youth. So you
0: training? What's your
8: training? I'm training very, very hard, so I can be better. You have to train how to be a good player. So without training, you're nothing. How
0: many hours a day are you doing? What? Uh, how
9: like,
7: how,
8: what is your training s- schedule? Oh, I, I train like every day.
7: Uh. You know, in, in a simple way as a father, no? uh, like, especially when you want to be a pro, don't train the whole day because you kill yourself. It's about maybe two hours and then give the break and do a, like Apex. We are fighting every day, but no, it's not a problem. It maybe it's something that gives him, you know, you understand, so like two hours for him is okay. So I give him the time to relax and do all those things.
0: All right, so tell me, tell
8: us your, your handle for your Twitch channel. Give us some advertising. Oh, at Twitch, uh, I stream FIFA. Sometimes I stream Apex. My Twitch name is just say, Just say N-T-S-A-X, then you'll find me. I stream like at night. Midnight, so if you want to follow me, it The
1: game's broken in eSports.
0: I'm sitting here with... Uh... Pregan Play, Headshot Hustle. Alright, so Pregan uh, has been uh, involved in the eSports uh, photography business for ages. I was uh, chatting with um, the guys who were hosting me and they were saying how much he's done for the industry and how much work he's done. Um, so I wanted to chat with Pregan about, about his history and involvement in eSports. So how did you get involved?
5: So I think it started about four years ago. Um, I saw I've, I've always been an avid gamer. Um, I've always loved esports competitively, and I think in South Africa, three to four years ago um, is when I saw the rise of esports in in SA. Um, I noticed that there was a lack of quality content, and obviously, being <laughs> you know your traditional portrait and wedding photographer, I thought, let me take that skill set and you know showcase what you know the esports and the gaming scene looks like here in, Af- in South Africa and in Africa. And, you know, ever since, uh, you know, networked with, you know, teams such as Bravado and Goliath Gaming and, you know, organizers such as uh, Rush, you know, uh, Comic-Con Africa, and yeah, it's just uh, spearheaded from there.
0: What is it about gaming that keeps bringing you to these, uh, to these events?
5: You know, I think it's a corny reply to say that it is the community, definitely the community. Um, you know, a lot of people have a misconception about the gaming community. They'll call it toxic, but I think there's a lot of good that's coming out of it. There's a lot of development. Um, I see a lot of opportunity for, you know, mentoring happening. I see a lot of the older guys are embracing the younger guys and vice versa. And I think as a community, it's being built up to the point where... Uh, corporates are now starting to take um, you know advantage of it in a good way, and they're putting money behind it. So we're seeing a lot of growth.
0: I was just about to ask you that, like, what changes you've seen over the last four years.
5: I think we're seeing a lot of companies and in corporates investing in esports, um, not just on a return on what they can get, but you know, from uh, you know, more like, can we keep this going? Is this sustainable? And I think it's it's growing, and it's it's nice to see that you know, it's not just. You know, gaming used to be seen as, you know, sort of a white guy thing. Yeah, it's, it's only for white guys. It's nice to see that there's like diversity in gaming. You look at FIFA, you look at Fortnite, you look at COD, and even CS. And you're seeing a diverse group of players coming together as a team and playing. And it's a beautiful thing. Uh, that's exactly, exactly what I was noticing.
0: Like, it was such a pleasure for me to walk in here and be like one of the white guys, one of the only white guys. It was such a pleasure to come into a space like that Joburg, of course, is, is more like that, but uh, you know that history has always been that it's been like a couple of white dudes. I, I do notice that there's almost no woman over here, um, so I suppose that's that's something that still needs to grow.
5: Yeah, I mean, you look. I mean, you've got legends such as, and I'm not overcompensating, but you know, you know, if you look at Sam Wright, Tickle, a close friend of mine, Shawnee Zede, um, and they are doing such an awesome job spearheading, you know, um, you know, women in gaming. And I think, you know, I'd like to see a lot more females, you know, in the FIFA scene. But I think we are seeing growth in other platforms such as COD, CS, um, you know, and even in the FGC community, so titles such as Street Fighter and Tekken, we're seeing a lot more females, you know, get, getting involved in the community. And I think there's massive, massive room for growth. And um, who's going to win today? Wow. Um, I'm personally, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Julio. Um, Young Savage is also a friend of mine. But I'm putting my money on Julio, and Julio, the, the the reigning champion. Yeah, the beast. All right, uh, do you want to punt anything? Uh, may the best team win. I'm not gonna talk trash because you know this is a family-centered show, so I'm mm-hmm. not gonna. <laughs> nah, yeah.
0: And what about your work? Do you wanna do you wanna showcase, uh, tell our, our listeners about any projects that you're working with, or websites, or anything? How to get hold of you? Yeah, awesome. Uh,
5: if you are interested in anything gaming and esports-related um, in South Africa, check me out at Headshot Hustle. So Headshot Hustle um, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and yeah, but just take some sick shots. Epic, thank you, brother. Thanks a lot, man. The
0: game's
1: broken, ESports.
0: All right, guys, so I've got another guest here. I'm sitting here with Mandla uh, from PM Universal Gaming, based in Soweto, yes? Based in Soweto, in the township. So- Mandla, mm-hmm. dude, that's a very interesting thing to say, man. Tell me more about what you do and uh, what your role is in, about gaming.
1: Uh, Basically, I was a gamer since I came out from my mother. (laughs) However, I started a gaming organization when I saw the esports community building on. So I thought maybe this would give uh, black uh, and, this uh, let me say, challenged uh, kids, Mm. physically challenged kids an opportunity to to get more exposure to, to pursue or maybe build careers on that, because we don't have that platform. So, so far we are disadvantaged. disadvantage, we, uh, we don't have any funds that we run through, but we try to help the ones that we see that there's talent, try to get them exposure, provide transport for them, uh, provide food, then get them to wherever was necessary. Hmm. So we have three consoles so far, we have a PlayStation 4, an Xbox 360, and an Xbox One S. So we use that.
0: So those those are the consoles you use? And yeah. you train
1: with those ones, with the players that you have? We train those ones. We have uh, like a community of more than 32 kids. What? Yeah, both physically challenged and- Able-bodied. Uh, that come from disadvantaged uh, uh, families.
0: That's incredible, man. Uh, yeah. What kind of response have you gotten from the community? Um, the gaming community yeah. and your personal community?
1: So far, on our personal community it's, it's, it's hard because uh, parents, they don't think that there's a career in playing games. That's how they they, 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 they look at it. However, uh, the gaming community, we've had a partnership this year in 2020 uh, with Raving Made Gamers and Maverick, uh, they, they're trying to help us however they can. Mm-hmm. Then we have a tournament on the 21st then we're looking to build more relationships from that.
0: Dude, this is a big project that you're embarking on.
1: <laughs> it is, it is, it is. And so far, I'm, I'm, I'm only the, the only person. So I'm the oldest one. I have to be a leader. I have to, to be a coach. Because, you know, uh, kids, they spend roughly four to five hours with me. So they spend four to five hours with you. No, four to five hours with me. Yeah, on a daily basis. After they go, they come up from school. They come to me. That's the only place they feel safe. Wow. That's the only place that they can be actually be themselves and express their 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 feelings on the on the community, which is the e sport the esports community. Wow.
0: Yeah. Uh, and and tell me, um, you had a, you had a young man performing upstairs. Yes. Um, tell me about him.
1: Stoomza is a bright and talented uh, young kid. I've already hosted several tournaments. He's been winning all of them. he has been He's a good player in FIFA. However, he likes also playing uh, uh, racing games, which is your need for speed. So in order for us to even grow, so now Raving Made Gamers, they're giving us an opportunity to, to even download more games, which means... Uh, the guys will be able to play sorry, the guys will be able to play uh, Fortnite, Apex, those are the games that we are not exposed to mm-hmm. so far we've been playing Taken 7 and Street Fighter and even FIFA and that's what we can afford because it's plug and play yeah. uh, so
0: what um, so if, if we have people listening to, to my podcast now yeah. um, what, uh, what are you looking for um, and what can you offer
1: Okay. So far, I can offer talented young people, uh, passionate young people. Mm. Uh, then I would love some help from, from the community, perhaps with equipment, and even fast funds to even be able to, to, to operate the project. Mm. Because now we are here in Maverick, it's in Rivonia, we from Soweto. we had to ask for people to bring us here in terms of uh, the transports. Then in terms of the food, we had to get people to help us with their few funds then we'll be wow. able to eat. Dude, you have massive
0: challenges, but I have to say it's an incredible, incredible thing that you're doing. <laughs> um, and so what do, you, what do you do for yourself uh, to get <laughs> by, you know? Because you're not making any money from this. Yes. Thank you. Sorry about the loud noises, uh, listeners, but... There's a toilet right here. <laughs> this is the quietest <laughs> place for us to sit. Um, so, so what do you do for yourself? To, to uh, do you have another job and that uh, helps you with this?
1: <laughs> I'm unemployed, All so right. I'm looking to, to earn from what I'm doing. So, so far we have a gaming a gaming zone. So some of the kids they they are able to pay from from those funds. Then we able to, to to make use of it. So I don't. I'm not employed. And I come from a unemployed background, so wow. it's difficult.
0: Um, do you do you have uh, do you have like an education in some way?
1: Education. I've studied a metric. My metric, I have it. Okay. Then I uh, went on and study real estate. Then from that, I was able to, to 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 take those funds that I that that I made from real estate by renting and selling properties. I was working for 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 Chess Everett. I came working for Ches Red Soveto, then went to Leon Real Estate, that's where I, I got my, my fertility fund certificate, then converted those funds, bought the few consoles that we have, and even the casino, the, 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 the and tried to make it an, a lifestyle from, from those funds.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it seems to me you're, so you're a charitable, you run a charitable organization, <laughs> but with her view to a business right like you want to do well out of this and, and, and yes. gaming gaming there's a lot of money yeah. there's a lot of possibility you have a talent yeah. and if you you train that talent and support that talent then there's a future for you right
1: yeah we were hoping to to, to build a, an an esports team we already have a few players that are good in FIFA I'm good in taken <laughs> we have guys that are good in, in, in Street Fighter so if we are able to get a more partnerships that could help us to get these guys to be able to train more mm-hmm. often with their own equipment and our own comfortable uh, environment. And even so electricity costs money, right? And all of these the electricity takes a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of electricity. A lot of electricity. I buy my own electricity, so it's hard. Uh, uh, I try to support them however I can. Then even the data, even to. to for, for Wi-Fi and stuff, so. It's dude, a
0: dude, you're making me <laughs> feel like a bad person, man. What? You, <laughs> you do too much, to. bro. You do so much.
1: You don't have. To. So you've
0: so you've got your you've got your thirty two kids. You've got a couple of consoles. Yeah. And and you need some help. And you need we some need, need some support. We need some support. Yeah. We
1: already have a problem and challenges with our with our joystick, so you can imagine. Guys, uh, <laughs> the
0: people that he's looking after are previously disadvantaged. They're physically disadvantaged sometimes. <laughs> Uh, I mean there's, there's so many challenges here in an extremely expensive sport yeah. but, a, but a sport with possibility in a country with uh, immense talent um, so please uh, think about the companies that you work for think about the, the people that you have contact with, people that can help uh, people like Mandla and PM Universal Gaming do good because this is not only about um, making money it's not only about business it's about uplifting Personal community from yeah. which uh, Manla comes, and mm-hmm. all these kids come, and, and and building them into functioning, happy, uh, positive members of society. Right. Yes. I'm sorry for going on a, a rant, a rant there, <laughs> Manla, but it's it felt it felt problem. about right.
1: <laughs> yeah, so. it
0: is. All right, brother. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks a lot for. Your uh, time. And uh, wait, if if people want to get hold of you, how can they get hold of you?
1: Oh, uh, we're on Instagram. That's Universal Games underscore PM. Then on Facebook it's PM Universal Gaming. Then also on WhatsApp 0627. Uh, on on WhatsApp it's 0767599298. Then on a personal line then it's 0627279595. All right, guys, do the thing. All right, be good. Be good people. Help people out
0: there. All right, peace.
9: My name is Stephen Famas, it's, uh, it's spelled S-T-E-P-H-A-N, uh, surname V-E-R-M-A-A-S. I am employed uh, by Goliath Gaming as a team coach slash mental coach slash team psychologist. This, um, th- this title of being the team psychologist, uh, it stems mostly from my primary career focus, which is uh, uh, clinical psychology. And um, having the the psychology background, coupled with the fact that I'm that uh, I've been a long time gamer, a lifelong gamer, I grew up gaming, been exposed to a, a range of different games, and kind of grew up with the scene here in South Africa. You know, were big into the rages and the MPLDs and all these, uh, um, you know, like iconic or really legendary uh, um, events in in South African gaming history. So. Um, I feel like I've always been close to the scene, uh, and this, just coupled with the knowledge I can draw from my own life experiences and from psychology, it's kind of given me a, a skill set um, of which I can be of value to uh, Goliath uh, with their with the esports teams. So that's going to take me straight into uh, what I actually do for Goliath. I am um, I'm in charge of facilitating and uh, well, structuring and facilitating the boot camps for the for the Counter-Strike teams before their big competitions. So, at Goliath, I mean, we're fortunate enough to, to have the resources to actually be able to get uh, all the players together for a couple of weeks in advance. Um, for instance, in this case, it's about three to four weeks that we have to, uh, all the players together before they qualify in um, in the Middle East. So, uh, these boot camps are obviously, these are these are, like, uh, these are of critical importance to the teams. The, 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 the quality and the Quantity of uh, of practice that you can get done is it's unparalleled. But uh, these boot camps also naturally become the best times to work on uh, things like team building, the team dynamics, the relationships between the players, things of that nature. So. That type of uh, team synergy related stuff is uh, also one of my primary focuses uh, for structuring these boot camps. Obviously, there's a lot of time allocated every day for them just to be working on uh, pure in game mechanics, skill, I mean, strategy, in game skills, just demo reviews, anything that needs to be done for in game stuff. Um, but I mean, when you have a boot camp, it's essentially a team of uh, guys living together for multiple weeks. So it's not necessarily just what's going on inside of uh, the game or inside of that practice, but it's also what uh, the, the overall lifestyle looks like for everybody, what the day-to-day life looks like uh, on these boot camps. So, so, um, so I've been called in to kind of just help uh, uh, structure these things so that we, we really are getting the most out of our days. So for example, we'll do obviously... Um, uh, the, the really essential things such as getting up and active at a, at a respectable hour in the morning uh, making sure that everybody's um, just feeling good that they're fresh that they're well nourished we, we always include um, some nice physical exercise uh, early in the mornings we have as a team we'll, we'll do um, a form of training or gym like a circuit workout together we'll go um, for a nice decently length run as a team with the coaches and things like that and uh this type of exercise and running together has become like a really key part of uh, of the recent boot camps. Um, just because it's a different experience, it's a it's a very energizing experience. And uh, when it comes to things like running, um, the run has become, <laughs> in particular, quite a significant event. Um, mostly because nobody likes it and then um, it's kind of uh, become this like thing of um, that we're all going to endure some discomfort or some suffering together you know for the betterment of ourselves so you know we go on these runs and uh, gamers are are not usually the most athletically inclined thing but uh, that's kind of one of these uh, stereotypes that we're trying to uh, abolish or, or to break down so the, a large part of the way um, of, of what my role is in structuring these boot camps is just to make sure that uh, that the days are full and we're tending to all aspects of a person's life. So, like I mentioned, we're doing the physical exercise uh, routines. Um, that naturally then leads into a nice uh, um, breakfast with the full team together, a nice nourishing, wholesome breakfast uh, that will be prepared by myself and some of the guys. Um, then we're just eating together. We have that nice strong sense of. Uh, of uh, communal living in the morning, everybody's starting their days the same way and this um uh, this has become a key part, and then obviously afternoon evenings kind of just run uh, uh that's uh, the prime time obviously for for in game practice and then we always just make sure we have nice uh, dinners together and uh, just that there's all around there that um just that, that team spirit is uh, is alive and and it's thriving and that uh, We really put a lot of effort into making sure that you can feel that vibe throughout these boot camps. And then there's a lot of other particular exercises that we'll do um, scattered throughout, just tailored to whatever um, the team's currently going through. So in this regard, um, we might have clearing-style sessions where the players can have one-on-one conversations with one another or as a team where we can just air out anything that's uh, been bothering us or been going through our minds, it's just to give the players an opportunity to actually resolve some of this stuff. You know, um, On other times, if it's not like one-on-one-style conversations, we might either be all just listening to a talk or a lecture or something on maybe motivation or success or something like that. Uh, There's been occasions where I've taken the floor and uh, um, just uh, even just speak from my heart and from my mind on uh, uh, where I see the players, uh, where where I see their futures heading, where I see them currently, um, just to try and put some motivation, um, some inspiration onto the guys. So it could be things like that. Uh, There's been times where we've done meditations as a group, uh, some breath work. Another really key part of the boot camps uh, that's uh, come up in recent ones is uh, going for yoga sessions as a team. We're fortunate enough to have um, a great instructor, uh, instructor that, uh, that uh, takes us in for private classes as uh, the Goliath Gaming Construct team and the coaches. And um, I'll share a little bit more on the details for that later, but uh, that, uh, that's been really also. Um, a great part and a, and a great thing that I'm happy to have uh, implemented or to encourage um, the guys for getting into because you know something like yoga it's like maybe that's not um something everybody would ordinarily be comfortable doing or open enough doing you know um so it's kind of like this thing that it's ultimately good for you stretching your body you're loosening up it's a it's a spiritual type practice uh, gets people a little bit out of their comfort zones and so far I think everybody that's uh that's um joined in for that's really enjoyed the yoga so that would be like a great example of the type of things that we we're doing at these boot camps um some other examples of the the types of activities and things we're doing together um let me think if there's anything else missing Hmm. okay well i think i've said enough on more or less what i do for uh for the team um uh let me, this can kind of naturally segue into the next question uh, we, uh we, which you're asking like how would i go about or how do we go about actually improving uh an e um players performance you know so obviously i've discussed a little bit on what the structure of these boot camps uh, looks like but uh let me maybe talk about some of the ideas or the philosophy that underpins this type of approach um it's almost like I'm looking at performance or improvement in a very holistic manner. Uh, to me, it's not um, it's not only uh, the raw skill or talents a person has within the game, but it's it's also what they're bringing to the table from the from the outside of the game lifestyle. So, so I'm very interested in um, in in other aspects of a person's life, such as their personal relationships, their family, their friendships. Um, what's their health like? Uh, what are their other hobbies about? Are, are they still attaining the other goals that they set for themselves in their lives? Um, are they integrating to sufficient social circles just to make them feel, you know, their lives to feel meaningful and integrated? Um, things like this. So, so I'm very interested in, in who, who these players are um, just outside of the game. Um, Everybody kind of knows the, the scripts for performing in-game. You watch demos, you watch the best, you, you try work on your own strategies, you form these things, you be self-reflexive, you learn from your own mistakes, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Um, But uh, I've I've noticed the thing where the the rest of the aspects of a person's life are often neglected by gamers. We're really good at just obsessively grinding a game for 20 hours a day, but when it's um, now time to have responsibilities and cook for the house and make sure all our affairs are in order, we're not necessarily as good as as that. And I think that's also what's um, led to the the, the gap to actually have... um, sports psychologists, team psychologists, uh, life coaches, just general mentors even coming into the field. And um, I guess this is also speaking to uh, another big point with, with esports is also how, how new the field is. I mean, this has literally been an emergent phenomenon in our lifetimes, uh, the rise of esports to this level. So w- with it being so new, you can almost see that like the players who were able to get to the top of the hierarchies to the top of the competitive leagues and stuff were almost doing sort of raw skill alone. I always had this inclination, this feeling that the longer gaming develops or the longer it goes on uh, the more important other aspects will be Uh, I had this prediction that uh, the longer esports runs on, the fitter, the more healthier the people will become the more versatile, the more um, easy to work with, all these other traits will start to become valuable on the top tiers and it won't necessarily only be skilled anymore um and i, I feel like the, this is really starting uh, to to actualize i mean if we take a team like Astralis, the uh, um i mean uh, the best counter-struck team we've ever seen to date and um, a big part of their um success is having the team coaches the living together uh, a big emphasis on uh, the psychology on the emotions on the relationships between the players um and uh, these are exactly the type of the, the, this is exactly the type of trajectory I think it's going to continue to go in. Um, so, again, we, we're we trying to get a head start on that here in SA, And uh, we can already see the value for the players um, in just having figures like myself around. And I'm not the only one that's doing this with Goliath. I mean, um, we have Light, as we have Tulani as well, uh, coaching our, our players along in a lot of ways. Uh, we have Ashton Muller, I mean... He leads by example. I mean, even just the things he's done in gaming and for gaming—that he's that already such a strong presence to have around. And then, like, when when this is the team that we're um, surrounding the players with, it's uh, it's hard to see how it would do anything but good for them, you know. Um, so, th- so this is pretty much the goal it is to try to try really just uh, strengthen the players in all aspects of their life. Um, I guess I want to really touch to another point here because obviously I mean we're doing these boot camps all this training it it it's to be the best it's to to uh, to win competitions to come first essentially um but to me I feel that there's a big difference between um between coming first between just winning a competition and uh, actually being a champion you know and um when I think of somebody who's a champion, if we had to take a great Sir Muhammad Ali, uh, late Kirby Bryant, uh, just any of these big names in sport or even just in, in, in our culture, these are people that were not only. Um, extremely skillful in game Uh, not only people that were extremely dominant in the games but it it, it mostly to to get um, elevated to that status of greatness of 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 being a champion it it often comes down to who the people were outside of the game I mean let's take Muhammad Ali as an example it's a it was his voice it was the things he stood for it was his activism it was uh, his overall persona it was the way he made people feel it was who, the rest of who he was, and then in the ring he was just phenomenal, you know. And if we're taking like this type of mindset, then it's like, uh, what I want to do for Goliath is 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 not just help the teams come first, but I want to help breed champions. I want uh, the 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 real quality of greatness to shine in the players, and that's what we try foster and. Um, this really this philosophy, again, of of, of of getting the team all on board the same thing and having that closeness and having everybody in a very energized, motivated, mm-hmm. high-functioning state. Um, it comes through in all aspects. It's not that, okay, obviously we've discussed now the day-to-day, we've discussed some of the in-game training, all that thing, but the philosophy seeps through into all aspects of life. One thing I've observed through working with teams and uh, just being involved with them and having a couple boot camps and uh, is that, is that like the shared experience really is a key thing? So even if it's the case that uh, if the players are often all like young, youthful guys that you know, uh, they might still all want to go out on the weekend, for example. Then I find like these are great opportunities. You even go out with the coaches, you go out with the full team to dinners, uh, to a nice club if everybody's so inclined, these types of things. And you go out, get into the world as a team doing stuff outside of gaming. And this really leads to team building. People end up having a lot of fun, a lot of shared experiences, a couple jokes, a couple inside things to reference, all these types of things. And uh, even just these spontaneously occurring shared moments really strengthen team dynamics. So, like, um, it's not necessary that we're coming in to just uh, work the guys into a pulp 20 hours a day. It's like we want this uh, fully balanced boot camp where we're tending to all things and then really getting the most out of those hours that we are spending on the in-game training. Um, So, yeah, so I would describe, uh, I mean, that's now speaking a little bit more Just to the philosophy that underpins it, and maybe I'll return to this point here and there and just add a couple things. Okay, so you had this question of, um, do I think there's any differences in this method or approach to getting a player to improve in esports versus traditional sports? Um, And then the following question was... uh, Uh, You wanted to know if if there's anything that I find particularly interesting or unique about the minds of gamers or the minds of esports players. Uh, And I think there's a fair amount of overlap here between these two. So I'll kind of just speak to these questions together. Um, But to still start with the first one, do I think there's any differences? Uh, I definitely do, yes. But before I get to the differences, I would obviously just want to say that, uh, I mean, this... uh, this approach to how to get a, a esports player to improve uh, is pretty applicable to anybody looking to improve themselves or their lives you know if you were to say to a person uh, it, it would help um, to be f- uh, healthy to be fit to be active to feel energized um, to have wholesome uh, uh, active relationships to be to feel emotionally and mentally stable and sharp um, to be trying new things to be setting challenging goals and attaining them uh, i i mean this would this would work for pretty much all of us um so i, I think the, the recipe or the f- the formula uh it's quite a safe one um but why i do think that it's uh particularly important or necessary for gamers or for esports players is uh, sadly or unfortunately um because of the nature of how we engage in the activity. As gamers, uh, we know that it often involves sitting for prolonged durations of time, many hours uh, at a time. And uh, most of us are also aware that, uh, that sitting for prolonged periods of time is bad. <laughs> um, some other things, uh, there was the age old concern of, of parents that uh, the children are, are spending too much time behind screens and are are not engaging uh, in, uh, air quotes, the real world, uh, you know, the human contact and stuff. Um, But uh, so so us as gamers, we, we, us as avid gamers and just members in the community could probably all attest to having built uh, uh, significant relationships out of gaming. So, So us as gamers, we do know that there's this rich social contact that we still do get from gaming. Uh, But along with that, we also still know that we need to be tending to our families, to our Partners to the friends we see face to face, and uh, uh, what comes with gaming is also the tendency to neglect those things. Um, so uh, again, part of this approach, or, or what I'm trying to do with the with the team, it, it's, it, it would be applicable to all gamers in the sense that it's just encouraging them to still stay physically uh, active and uh, mobile to you know uh, to counteract uh, the sedentary nature of gaming. To still tend to your relationships uh, uh family friends, all these things um that that, that it 's important to still tend to those. it helps kind of you, you know counter this um the the, the negative parts of, of the gamer stereotype you know being the uh, that being like the overweight in the basement type uh, um, character and uh, this is again why i think it 's um really important for any players at the top of the hierarchy the ones that are competing the faces that are known in the community um to embody this healthier uh well-rounded lifestyle and persona is because um uh, it's necessary to improve the overall uh ethos of gaming it needs to be a healthier gaming ethos you know um so that's why I think uh, it's applicable on obviously on the individual level, the team level, and also on the level of uh, of the community. And um, I think this kind of also leads uh, into the last question you had, which was: um, Is there any advice I would have? Uh, and I'm, I'm going to have to sound uh, rather cliche on this point, but uh, the advice uh, kind of for any gamer. Um, in the essay, would just uh, still to just remember that the actions do matter, that, you, that your individual actions do matter. How you carry yourself uh, in each game that you play, your attitude, uh, how you relate and speak to others, that these things actually matter, that they impact other people and have a ripple effect. And I think this is particularly true in South Africa, where the gaming community isn 't as large and as developed as that of eu uh, and uh, and of of the uh, of north america so so here it 's like a, a person's overall conduct and um, uh, how they present themselves to the community is still important and it 's a uh, worthwhile um, uh, taking care of that and having a, a good positive encouraging image within the um, within our, our gaming community. Uh, another factor that I found interesting about gaming or even uh, just high-performing, uh, for, for P- it, it touches on a couple points we've discussed here, and this is this uh, idea of the obsession that's necessary to be great. We all know to excel to the top of your craft, to be uh, really one of the best in the field, that, it, that it's... Um, that it's a, that it's a, a necessary thing to be completely obsessed by your craft, to be completely captivated and fixated by it, uh, to in order to be prepared to sink uh, um, large amounts of your life into uh, um, practicing, refining the dedication necessary to 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 really hone your skills and master your craft. Um, so that is a, a given, even for for. For esports players, but we are, what I think is unique about gaming or esports is um, how easily people are, uh, how how willing people are to sink large amounts of of time and of their lives into gaming. It's not uncommon to find people sinking five, ten, fifteen hours into a game, and they're not even uh, competing anywhere near the top. Um, you know, so there's this this element of gaming that we uh, we can't deny, and to put it bluntly, it would be just how addictive gaming can be, um, and uh, and I feel like we can't ignore that side of gaming because if we're we just uh, we're staying woefully blind. Then um, we all know that uh, how easy it is to sink 10, 15 hours into gaming at a time for some of us that are. Um, you know uh really uh, deep gamers um and that's different from other activities that we engage in uh, um it it's a very new type of thing in in the sense that uh, there's not many things out there that can uh, that uh, you could take a 16 year old a 20 year old or 24 year old and they would be absolutely willing to sink uh, 20 24 hours nonstop into into gaming you know um but so there is quite a big concern on how uh addictive gaming is, and again i mean this concern's addressed by still encouraging a healthier holistic um uh uh like image of a gamer and um yeah so I definitely think it's also important for us to have to address um this also the, the, these negative features or aspects about gaming that uh are quite unique to it um, And that could obviously just be the clinical side of me coming through um, But I feel it would do good to just address it And uh, um, You know, like I say, to have this uh, This healthier image coming from the top down in the communities I think is uh, really a, an, an essential thing Okay, and I, I mean, I had mentioned quite a bit on the differences of uh, Between uh, the games now But uh Coming more from my psychological perspective, I'm also really interested in the similarities. Um, you know, there's this, like, uh, this uh, um, oversimplified image of uh, of uh, traditional sports just being purely physical and then uh, esports being a purely mental thing, whereas I'm actually quite interested in, um, in the similarities in the two um, in the sense of how many uh, c- cognitive abilities... Uh, are the same between them in both of these types of things. It, it involves reaction time, reflex, focus. There's cooperation. There's uh, the thing of having to be mindful of what the, uh, the opposing players are doing and what your teammates are doing, and what everybody's goals and objectives are within that game. Um, that dense theory of mind that's necessary to do that's the same in traditional sports and um, I mean esports. And then there's uh, probably must, uh, um favorite way of uh, looking at the similarities between the two is that uh, they still share the same underlying aim or or, or structure in both esports uh, and normal sports it's very often the thing that we that we have um like a target or point that we're trying to hit or goal that we're trying to attain and then we use our our tools our body our mind whatever we can to try attain that uh, thing for example in soccer you're trying to use you know your body your speed the ball to try get the ball into the goals so that's our our point our target how it's even called the goals you know um And the equivalent of that in something like a Counter-Strike would just be that you're trying to use your aim, the cursor, your knowledge of the game, all that to align... uh your mouse onto the target on the head, you know, so it still has that underlying structure of uh, we're all going to agree upon a set of rules and we're going to try to um, uh, make the target as precise as we can, we're going to try hit it, you know, so, I mean, that type of underlying theme is still there in, or, uh, in Counter-Strike. I mean, even it's there, you, you plant the bomb on the, that big red spot, you know, there's that type of uh, thing um underneath but that's th- this whole thing was a bit of a tangent here Brett so don't worry about uh these similarities I don't know if you wanted to include that or not um I was just rambling a little bit yeah. um but uh let me also still get to one or two of your other questions um let me pause here for a second yeah just if I have any uh shout outs or anything that I do want to mention here at the end um and there are a couple of things I mean for one I would just definitely want to, give a shout-out to uh, to Goliath. Um, I really do love the guys at Goliath from the management. They're all close friends of mine. And uh, I really do believe in this organization. They really have uh, big dreams and a big vision for gaming in uh, South Africa. And um, I really have no choice but to support them. I, I really am beyond these guys. And uh, yeah, I, I really do believe that they're going to do good things for gaming here in South Africa. And... Um, For a second shout-out, I do just want to also give a shout-out, like I mentioned earlier, to our yoga instructor. Uh, His name is Brendan Hill. He instructs at um, Dojo Yoga, which I will uh, send you a link for. I don't know if you just want to attach that. I don't know what style you're doing this in. Um, But in case anybody is interested, um, that is here in the south of Johannesburg. And then, um just for my own personal um, uh, mentionables um, just a thank you to anybody that did get this far in uh, the interview and uh I did find what I have to say interesting and I would just put it out there that uh if this top if these type of topics are of interest uh, to people you know the psychology of um of gaming is of interest to people, whether that is uh, the actual psychology of what we're doing in the games, of how to improve uh, the community level stuff, like if any of these topics are interested uh, uh, are interesting for, for people and they would like to hear more on it, then I'd be more than willing to, um, to partner up with whoever necessary to start producing some content on these topics. Um, yeah, and then also just, uh, you know, keep an eye out if uh, anybody does ever see my name or is aware of me, Stephen Fomas in the scene, I am looking and uh, I still will be around and, uh, you know, I might write the odd piece here and there or do an occasional interview like this and uh, who knows, maybe one day I might um, actually need all my fellow gamers uh, to sign up as participants if I ever uh, decide to do any research on uh, gamers in South Africa. I've also always thought that's... Um, a lovely thing to look into that we don't know much about uh you know just to to investigate a little bit more um uh, who is actually gaming what are some characteristics what you know what's the personalities of gamers are we really smarter than the uh, the general population like most of us believe um you know things like that nature so um, i mean there's a there's a lot of interest in a, a and a lot of um crossover between psychology and gaming and uh I'm pretty much interested in uh, anything to do with um, with those intersections, and that's where you also had the question of: um, do, do, Is there something that I would potentially specialise in or go into? And I think um, I think that's a great question. And uh, uh, I would have to speak to to both the yes and the no in my answer here. Yes, I definitely would be interested in specializing. I think any time a person can uh, find a crossroad between two major aspects of their life, such as gaming uh, and psychology, for me, it's a, it, that's a surefire yes, uh, especially... Um, I mean, I'm pursuing now the clinical route, but it would be an easy pivot for me to go down sports psychology and then start to take up the more niche route of uh, e-sports psychology um, because, I mean, I just don't even think that's uh, at all a thing. So, uh, yes, it would be interesting to specialize in. It would also be quite daunting because it's uncharted territory, especially given that we in South Africa are not somewhere overseas, where it would probably be easier to pull something like that off. Um so uh, I would really have to set my ambitions beyond that, but I mean I could definitely see myself uh, being interested in something like that. Um, and uh, uh, gaming, uh, as most of us in the community could agree on, we we already have the, the, the um, we we already have that belief or, or this firm belief that gaming is going to grow and blow up and continue to expand. Uh, it's it's an, it almost feels inevitable. Um, so, uh, along with that, will come the demand and the need for all these niche careers that kind of surround the, you know, the gaming industry. And uh, I mean, these type of things are essentially um, a great indicator to whether uh, uh, the gaming community would be flourishing if there are these positions or or, or this demand for for very fringe or or you know, um, what would initially seem like quite far removed. Uh, Professions such as research in psychology, things of that nature, research psychology on gaming um, it's in much the same way as a, an ecosystem you, you can tell it's thriving if you you start to get obviously all niche organisms <laughs> around and stuff like that but um yeah, Brett, I think uh, i'll leave it there. I think i've kind of addressed everything um, like I'd mentioned in the beginning, if you do want to ask me anything more. Um, Apologies if I I went on a bit long or on any tangents, whatever, but... uh